Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. You've lived a great life and done well for yourself. But what mark will you leave on the world? How will you inspire future generations? Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand have helped thousands of people answer exactly those questions. If you've ever wondered, what will be my legacy? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Your Life, Your Legacy podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Stan and Katie Beth. Welcome, everybody, to the show. This is Your Life, Your Legacy with your hosts, Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand. Today, we are so excited to have Tom Hegna with us. Tom is an economist, an author, and a retirement expert. Tom, welcome to the show. It's great to have you with us. Thank you, Katie Beth. All right. So, Tom, before we, before we jump into all of the questions Stan and I have for you, tell us just a little bit about your program and what it is that you do. Well, I'll just give you my background. I'm originally from a small town in Minnesota. I went to college at North Dakota State University on an Army ROTC scholarship. I was commissioned in the military. I spent six years active duty Army, 16 and a half years Army Reserve, retired as a lieutenant colonel in 2006. I was in the insurance industry for about 30 years. I was with MetLife for eight years. I was an agent, a manager, a national marketing manager. I then went to New York Life, spent 15 years at New York Life, started out as an annuity wholesaler, worked my way up to be a senior executive officer in that company. I retired in 2011. I've written five books on retirement. I have a PBS TV special, Don't Worry, Retire Happy, that's played in 80 million homes in the US and Canada. I've trained over 300,000 financial advisors all over the world. I've given over 5,000 live seminars in all 50 states. So that's kind of what I do. I, I help people retire the optimal way. I don't sell any financial products whatsoever. I'm a speaker and author. And I, I really train financial advisors, attorneys, and accountants. That's incredible. And you have a strong career and history in the Army. Tell me how that affects what you do now. Well, I mean, in the Army, you learn discipline. You learn accomplish the mission. There's no excuses. You can't say, oh, my dog got sick. Oh, the flat tired. None of that works in the Army. If your job is to capture that hill, your job is to capture that hill. They don't want to hear, well, we had a problem. The weather was bad. No, that, none of that counts. So, so I mean, just the... The drive and the discipline, the self-discipline, I think is is probably what I took most from the military. That's great. That's great. And so tell us about, um, tell me about what is the biggest misconception that people have about retirement? Well, I think most people unfortunately think it's about the stock market and things like that. And it really isn't. This, to make it very simple, the most, the two most important things for your retirement is number one, you want to have increasing income for the rest of your life. People live on income, they don't live on wealth. And your wealth can stay the same, but your income can go up and down significantly. So you want to have increasing income for the rest of your life. And then it's risk management. You got to control market risk, longevity risk, you know, withdrawal rate risk, sequence of returns risk, long-term care, you might die. There's a lot of risks in retirement. So you got to mitigate risks and have increasing income for the rest of your life. That's really what you need. That's fantastic. Stan, I know you're brimming with questions. Why don't you ask Tom some of the financial questions you have ready? 
Yeah, I have, have several. We could take a long time to do this. I, I know we don't have that much time to do this, but uh, I am curious. What is it that you wish, you know, I mean, we have you know millions of people retiring every year. What do you wish they knew about retirement that they don't know? I, I wish they knew that they should cover their basic living expenses with guaranteed lifetime income. That would be the most important thing. And we're seeing it right now when the markets are crashing, people are freaking out. But you know what? If they had guaranteed income covering their basic living expenses, they, they wouldn't have to freak out. They could weather the storm. Markets go up and down over time. They go up. But it's that time that they're down that if you're taking money out of a portfolio, that can devastate your entire retirement. And I just think most people don't know about that. The other thing is they don't, they don't take long-term care seriously. Long-term care is the one thing most people forget about that can wipe out their entire life's work. So you know, if they had guaranteed lifetime income to cover their basic living expenses to protect against long-term care, they've got two of the four steps that I talk about in paychecks and playchecks, uh, two pretty important steps um, that, 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 would, that would definitely help them. What are the other two? Well, in pay, what I like about paychecks and playchecks, that's the one that's in orange. I wear orange all the time. But yep. step one is cover your basic living expenses with guaranteed lifetime income. Step number two, you want to invest the rest of your portfolio to protect yourself against inflation. So that's where stocks fit. That's where real estate fits. They don't fit over in step number one. They fit in step number two. Step number three, you must have a plan for long-term care. And step number four, the most efficient way to pass wealth to children, grandchildren, and spouses and charities is with life insurance. I tell people all the time, don't give your kids any money, spend your money, leave them life insurance because you can do that for pennies on the dollar. And I use me as an example. We got four kids. So one day we're sitting around and saying, you know, how much should we leave the kids? My wife said, I don't know. What do you think? I said, well, if we bought a $1 million second and die life insurance policy, when we're both gone, they're going to get a million dollars tax-free. That's 250,000 a piece tax-free plus whatever's left over. I said, let's start there. So we bought a $1 million second and die life insurance policy, named the four kids a beneficiary. That policy is completely paid up. Do you know what the total cost of that policy was? $150,000. So now think about that. For 15 cents on the dollar, we get to transfer a million dollars tax-free to our kids. But here's the best part. Who gets to spend the other $850,000? We do. Don't leave people money. Leave them life insurance. Spend your money. Leave them life insurance. And I know you're full of thoughts on that. And this is right up your alley. Why don't you talk to us about what's in your mind? Yeah. So. So let's talk about the long-term care issue. That that is the elephant, right? Yeah. And you know, for probably eighty or ninety percent of Americans, they don't really have the money. If they had to go write the check for it, they don't have the money in the bank mm-hmm. to write the check. And if they do write the check in a few months or a few years, there's nothing in the bank. There's n- there, there are no other assets. So how do you what when you talk about that? How do you approach that? Well, you know, I'll use my parents as an example. I made my parents buy long-term care insurance 18 years ago. They didn't want to. It's too expensive. We'll never need it. It's an insurance company ripoff. That's what my dad said to me. I made them buy it. They were both in assisted living, $10,000 a month. Do you understand there were years my dad didn't make $10,000 a year? He was a teacher in a small town of Minnesota. $10,000. I can't imagine their retirement if they didn't have those policies. Now, there are several ways to do it. Number one, you can buy a long-term care insurance policy. That's what I have. It has probably the richest benefits. But if you don't need long-term care, you know, that money, just like car insurance or homeowner's insurance, if you don't have a fire, you don't get crash your car, the money's gone, right? There's another way to do it, and that's to buy a life insurance policy that has a long-term care rider. So just for example, let's say a person put in $100,000. Well, that's available. Those things have money-back guarantees, so it's an emergency fund if they need it. If they don't need it and they die, boom, 
it's about double. It's about 200,000 of a tax-free death benefit. But what if they need long-term care? Well, boom, it almost triples to almost 300,000. And again, it depends on age, and, but I'm, I'm just showing you kind of right, how it right. works. Yep. There's, the, there's the money that's, that, that you put in, there's the death benefit, there's the long-term care benefit. That one, I think, fits a lot more people because it's kind of like a Swiss army knife. You have an emergency, you got emergency money. You don't need long-term care and you die, it goes tax-free to your kids. You need long-term care, there's money to do it. Then the third way, let's because there's a lot of people who can't qualify medically. They have medical problems that get declined. Well, there are annuities that you can buy that let's say it pays you $2,000 a month. If you need long-term care, it can double or even triple. So go to 4,000 or 6,000 a month and you don't have to qualify medically for that. So I say this, any plan is better than no plan, but you got to have a plan. And most people don't have a plan. Right. I, I, I'm totally bought into what you're saying. And I've given that speech, not as well, but I've given that speech many, many times myself. Let's go back to the, your, your second point. Your second point ha- had to do with, with, with secure lifetime income, right? Did I, did I get that right? Yeah, that's step number one. It's secure secure oh, okay, lifetime, right. so guaranteed lifetime income. Yes, yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a foundation to any retirement plan. So when you talk about that, what are the tools that you, that you float up that, that, work, that you think work best for that? Yeah, so there are three sources of guaranteed lifetime income. The first source is social security. Well, why does that count? Because it's a lifetime income annuity. It's a guaranteed paycheck for life, so it counts. The second source is a pension. Well, what's a pension? A pension's a lifetime income annuity. It's a guaranteed paycheck for life, so it counts. But let's say your let's say your basic living expenses are here and your social security's here and you don't have much of a pension. Well, then this gap should be filled with a lifetime income annuity that you buy from an insurance company. Okay. It's very simple. This is a simple formula that if people followed it, you know, what's interesting is just in the last year, the Wall Street Journal, BlackRock, and Barclays, none of them have anything to do with annuities. They've all recommended that you replace your bonds with annuities. They, now bond interest rates are up, but see, people have lost like 30% in their bonds. It was dumb. And I even published back in 2016, you know, the 60-40 portfolio is dead, long-lived life insurance and annuities. And I just said for younger people, they should replace their bonds with permanent life insurance. For older people, they should replace their bonds with, with um, lifetime income annuities. And if they would have followed that advice, people would not be in the position that they're in today when mo- the stocks are down, the bonds are down, crypto's down, Bitcoin, everything's down. Everything's down. And, 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 and you don't want to have your retirement where everything's down and you're taking money out because that's how it enters a death spiral. You never want to take money out of account that's going down. Never. And if you, if, so even if people don't like annuities, there's another way to do it. You can do what's called a buffer asset. And a buffer asset could be a whole life insurance policy, it could be a money market fund, it could be any stable value fund that as long as the market's going up, you can take money out of your portfolio. But in any years where the market's down, you do not touch that portfolio, you take it out of a buffer asset. Now, I don't think that's as good as using annuities, but some people hate annuities for whatever reason. And so I support the buffer asset as an alternative. Great. And I gather you, you give a lot of talks on this topic, right? And, and every day almost, yes. Every day, yep, yep. And so, uh, yeah, there are millions of people retiring every year. And, uh, and I, I know there's a lot of anxiety associated with that. Outside the financial issues, which I, I know are the, you know, the, you know, at least the, you know, the, the front end drivers to the conversation about retirement. What are the other issues that you see, the non-financial well, aspects of retirement? You still got to have a purpose in your life. You got to have something that you get excited to get out and, and do, whether that's traveling or volunteering 
or, you know, me, I play golf. Now I play pickleball. So I'm 75% retired. Just, you know, I'm 75% retired. I play golf four to five days a week. I just, in fact, I just got off the course. It was a long, terrible round, five hour round. I didn't know if I was going to make it in time, but you know, I won the club championship in 2020. I'm, I'm the current senior club champion. So I've got other goals that I work on and I, and, and, and I'm having the time of my life. And that's what people need. Now, other people don't want to golf, but maybe they garden. Maybe they volunteer. Maybe they do other things. But you got to have a purpose in your life in retirement. You still have to. Absolutely. And, you know, that leads me to the, one of the questions that I have for everybody we interview on the show. Our, our show title is Your Life, Your Legacy. So through the work that you're doing, Tom, what is it that you hope your legacy will be? Well, I'm trying to save as many of the 78 million baby boomers as possible. They're getting bad advice from brokers and, oh, put it all in the market. Oh, it market always comes back. Yeah, eventually it will. But, you know, the Japanese stock market has been down for over 30 years. The European stock market has been down for over 20 years. We lived the lost decade where we went 10 years where the stock market didn't do anything. What if it goes down and stays down for five or 10 years? That can devastate people's retirements. I'm not against the stock market. I have money in the stock market. I, have, I own dividend paying stocks. I own real estate. I own other things. But I've got, I would say, 50 to 60% of my wealth in cash value life insurance and annuities. Because you know what? I don't, market can crash as much as it wants. Not going to affect my lifestyle one bit. But you know what? There's a lot of my neighbors, retirees that are being devastated right now because they didn't follow the simple formula of how to retire the optimal way. And that's what I'm trying to do. So that's, if I have any legacy, it's try to help save these baby boomers from running out of money. And millions are going to run out, tens of millions are going to run out of money. Right. You know, your, your advice is actually opposite to what I think a lot of the, the baby boomers would consider conventional wisdom. So do you ever get pushback from clients that come in when you pitch these financial, your financial wisdom and your advice? Are there any boomers that come in that are opposed to that or, or what roadblocks do you hit? I mean, occasion. first of all, again, I don't sell any financial products, so I'm not pitching anything. I'm showing them what the research, this is all based in math and science. These aren't my opinions. This is the research of hundreds of PhDs around the world. Problem is most baby boomers don't read the white papers of these PhDs, these super smart PhDs that have studied retirement. They got statistics and everything. So I'm just sharing the optimum way to do it. The most pushback I get, you want to know who it's from? Attorneys, accountants, and other financial advisors who are still on the Ken Fisher mindset that annuities are bad and that the stock market is good. It should never be annuities or stocks. It should always be annuities and stocks. Always should be that way. Always should be that way. All right. So I'm not against stocks. I own stocks. I own real estate, but you can't put all your money into real estate and all your money into stocks. If you do, then you're going to have a lot of sleepless nights, just like people are having right now. That's great. So what would you tell an attorney or a financial advisor that is listening to this podcast and hearing your wisdom for the very first time? If you could give them one tidbit of advice, what would that be? Do some research. Read Dr. David Babel's work. Read Dr. Wade Fowles' book. Dr. Michael Finke. Dr. Robert C. Merton, Nobel Prize winner. Dr. William Sharp, Nobel Prize winner. These are some of the smartest PhDs in the world who study retirement. And all I'm doing is taking all the stuff they've learned and putting it into plain English so that a normal person can read it and understand it. And so if there's an advisor out there, here's what's funny. There's advisors out there who claim to be fiduciaries. Oh, we act in the best interests of our clients, but we hate annuities. Well, you can't be a fiduciary if you're not recommending annuities, life insurance, long-term care, and they don't, but they claim to be fiduciary. So, so this was a mystery to me. Like, how can these people, these fake fiduciaries claim to be fiduciaries? Then I learned 
Jamie Hopkins, who's a, another smart guy, he said, no, there's different kinds of fiduciaries. I didn't know that. There's an investment fiduciary. Those people are investment fiduciaries. They worry about fees versus commissions and all, blah, 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 all that stuff. But they don't know anything about retirement. They don't know anything about risk mitigation, long-term care, life insurance. They don't know anything about that. And so they just do their investment stuff. But if you're going to retire, you need somebody who knows how to manage risk and how to give you increasing income for the rest of your life. And they don't know how to do that. Great. Great wisdom. Stan, do you have any other questions for Tom? I don't have other questions. I, I did have a comment. Though. I just read a book recently called Ikigai. Have you seen this book? Oh, well, it, I talk about Ikigai all the time. It's a Japanese concept where you got right. four circles that intersect. And I talk about yeah. it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't realize this, but in a, apparently in the Japanese language, there's no word for retirement. You know, there's the, this idea that you transition to some new phase of your life, but you don't like quit and like sit down. And uh, that really made sense. That really, that concept really connected with me because I think ultimately, you know, all human beings, like, and I'm just echoing what you said, all human beings really have to have this real sense of purpose. They have to have a reason to get out of bed every day. There has to be something that matters to you in your life. You know, we practice, well, I practice law in retirement communities, and it's really interesting to watch newly retired people move into the community. And what they say to me when they first meet with me is, I'm going to take up golf. I'm going to play golf every day for the rest of my life. And six months later, when they're in my office, they're telling me, I can't play golf this much. I've signed up to volunteer to teach kids in school. And these people are the most proactive, engaged volunteers. We have a hard time getting appointments scheduled because they've got, we have to work around all of their volunteer opportunities. You know, it's really incredible to see just, you know, how creative, how productive people can be in a retirement if they, if they take it seriously, if they take responsibility for it and really think about it. And, you know, there's a lot of lonely seniors out there. And my advice to them would be volunteer, get involved with something, start helping others. And when you start helping others, it helps your own heart and you grow and you're going to meet a lot of neat people and you're going to, it's going to get you a sense of purpose. So just start volunteering, doing some things, helping others who need help. And that's my wife works at a food bank and she really enjoys it. And she meets a lot of people doing that. You know, and so I would encourage people to, to volunteer and then be active. I've started playing pickleball. Now, I'm not, I, don't know, I played tennis when I was a kid, okay? But pickleball is different, all right? But I'm starting to, I'm starting to get okay. And now even the, the guy said, hey, I want you to play in a tournament coming up. So I might start playing in pickleball. I play in yeah. golf tournaments all the time, but I, I'm going to start playing some pickleball tournaments. So just get out and do some things. That's perfect. That is great of us. Is there anything we didn't cover today, Tom, that you want to mention to any of our listeners? Well, I mean, if anybody wants to follow me, I'm pretty easy to follow, TomHegna.com. I have a free YouTube channel with hundreds of videos in there. If they're financial advisors, I have a subscription service for training and coaching and that type of thing. My book, Paychecks and Playchecks, and Don't Worry, Retire Happy, those are both on Amazon or on my website, you know, and, and your listeners can use the code 15OFF, 15OFF to get 15% off at my store, not Amazon, but at TomHegna.com if they want to. That's perfect. And we will be sure to link all of your information in our show notes as well for anybody who wants more information on Tom's strategies. And this has been the Your Life, Your Legacy podcast with your hosts, Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand. And it was a pleasure to have our guest today, Tom Hegna. Tom, thank you again so much for being on the show today. Thank you both. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Your Life, Your Legacy podcast with Stan Miller and Katie Beth Hand. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
To find out more about Stan and Katie Beth, go to PinnacleLegacyLaw.com. You can also find links in the show notes.